Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 267 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Manson. Recently had a fire today, and I grabbed the metal and I burnt my hand. Other than that, life's going pretty well. Uh, this Today's episode is more about a friendly reminder. Early on in my wildlife career, when I was a part-time technician, I got a call about a mule deer that had an arrow stuck through its face. And when I showed up on the scene, it was right in the middle of town in a small urban area. And uh, I got a view of it because it was bedded right out in the open. And it was a mule deer that had an arrow that had pierced its sinuses and went all the way through. And I tried for days to get into a position to be able to uh, capture it, um, to be able to remove. We tried darting it, uh, but every time we got into an area close to it, um, to be able to dart it, it would just run off. Uh, law enforcement ended up stepping in and they euthanized it for, uh, just out of concern for the, the animal, the welfare of the animal, it started to deteriorate and it was really struggling. It started to lose a lot of weight and whatnot. So they ended up euthanizing it, but that story kind of stuck with me that oftentimes we take shots that as hunters, maybe we shouldn't, we rush those shots a little bit. Sometimes, uh, in the excitement and the thrill of the hunt, we take those shots that we shouldn't. Well, lately, uh, this winter I've taken a job where I'm helping feed elk on a feed row. So as I'm feeding these elk, you start to see them every day or uh, I go up a few times a week helping uh, feed elk as well as helping the biologists as they're trapping and all the different things. So I see these elk pretty often and there's something that's starting to show up. It's a common theme. I had to euthanize the, an elk the other day because it wouldn't stand up. Ultimately, it didn't have any disease and... They really weren't sure why we couldn't get it to stand up, why it was so weak, why it had lost a lot of that uh, muscle mass, especially in the loins. Uh, the backbone was sticking up. Hips were starting to protrude. But then today I noticed something. Uh, we have four, four cow elk that are packing a front shoulder, whether it's a right or a left. But it's an indication that they have been shot and wounded. And we have a lot of cow hunts going on. Uh, the area that I'm in there have a, a high population, a lot of depredation issues. So biologists are working to lower that population. But the one thing that's I've noticed this year more than other years is the amount of animals that are injured. And it's an indicator of them being shot in that front shoulder and just not going down. The other day we had a cow elk die in an area and it took us a couple of days to be able to see it. Uh, we didn't notice it in this area until the eagles and things started moving in. What the biologists are concerned about is disease. They want to know if disease are moving in. So ultimately, if uh, we're in an area where they're not really concerned about it, then we would have let it, left it laying there for the eagles 
the coyotes and the other different things that come in feed on those carcasses. But they're looking into making sure we don't have CWD, brucellosis, as well as EHD, uh, blue tongue. Uh, that's one of the things that they're concerned that might be popping up in the area. There was reported that some deer had it in the area, and so they're trying to see if uh, it's spreading and if there is some cause for concern. So I went and grabbed the elk, but it smelled. So when I grabbed it, I used the tractor, moved it into an area that the biologist could get to it, dumped it, and left. The biologist sent me a picture asking if I'd shot it. Uh, laying on top of the carcass was a bullet. And ultimately, that cow elk had died from gunshot wound. Uh, passed through the front shoulder and then out the back. And it was laying on the inner thigh of the back leg. So it had passed through and ended up being gut shot and passing out the back. And when I dropped the animal, the bullet seemingly fell out onto the ground. So uh, today's episode is a reminder to do your best to take the most ethical shot you can. Um, there are numerous cases that I know of where people were taking really long shots. One, to prove how good of a shot they were. Two, uh, because they wanted to get to that animal before somebody else did. And the shots weren't placed that great. And the animal ended up being wounded, running off, and it took them forever to find it. There is a trend that I see personally. Now, everybody's different. I'm not saying one way or another is wrong, but I see a trend of long-range shooting. People want to show how good of marksmen they are, so they are getting further and further out. I remember when I was young, younger, there was a trend, uh, camo. The camo patterns were getting better, and everybody's goal was to get as close as possible. I remember a video, Primos Elk Hunting number seven, in which they basically had a bull come up and nuzzle an arrow. And I thought to myself, that's what I want. And I think that's what people should actually go for. Instead of seeing if you can take a shot at 800 to 1,000 yards, can you get close enough that you don't need your scope? Like that, we shouldn't be using 8x32s. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying for the ethical wealth, well-being of the animal. Because as a hunter, we're going to kill the animal. We know that, but we should do the best we can. We should get closer. We should be practicing at home. We should do all those things to make sure that we are being the best hunter we can for the animal that we're going to kill. All right, guys. Have a great day. Stay wild.